0: I cannot wait to see you. If you feel like you are seeing Emerald Tubia everywhere, it's because you are. Right now, she is starring in Amazon's With Love and Lifetime's Holiday in Santa Fe. Bringing smart and independent Latina characters to life. And as her star rises, Emerald is incredibly intentional about how she shows up in the world, on set, in her own life, and committed to taking in the here and now, even as she strives for more. Emerald, thank you so much for doing this. Yes. You are absolutely everywhere right now. <laughs> And it was not always like this. And I imagine that there were moments in your life where you prayed for the moment that you are having right now. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, yes. You can get me a little emotional. Like, of course, it's been a long journey. I come from a really small town in Brownsville, Texas. Thank you, Alicia. Now you're going to make my makeup look really messed up. I come from a really small town in Brownsville and my dreams are sometimes just so hard to reach. And I remember my girlfriends and I remember like their dreams and sometimes it just wasn't possible for them because... They had other priorities. So I just feel so blessed to be just living my dreams. It's also really hard. Sometimes I think, what did I get myself into? It's full of no's. It's a career that you have to be so strong, that you really have to believe in yourself, that you really have to know what you're worth. And I feel that my mom has a lot to do with that. I think my mom, since I was young, she instilled in me how valuable I was and how my where I come from, I should never be um, shamed of my family and, and, and my background, and I should always bring that with me and carry it with me and always be authentic. Never try to imitate someone else. Never try to be like someone else. Be you. Even if it's a little weird and quirky, whatever it is, just be <laughs> you, right? That people are going to love you for you. And and I feel that's just that's just, I mean, if there's any advice I can give to someone, it's just prepare yourself, prepare for what you want to do. So when that opportunity comes, you're ready.
0: I know you're not a pageant girl now, but you came up as a pageant girl. When I look at the totality of your career, you have done a lot to prepare Mm -hmm. for this moment. When you were doing those pageants in Brownsville, what was it? What was the goal at that point? I remember I was
1: at the mall and I saw this big poster and I was like, mom, I want to I do that. What girl does sometimes does it not want to be a queen? You know? Does it not want to have this crown over your head, right? I was, I don't know, 14, 13. I was like, mom, I want to do that. Mom said, okay, you want to do that. You have to work for it. I remember I was wearing a Macy's dress. It was probably like a $50 Macy's dress. And all these girls were wearing designer dresses. And I was like, I'm not going to win. And that was my first pageant. And I won my first pageant. And I remember in an interview, they told me, what do you think about body piercings or something like that? And I said, oh, I actually have one. As long as your parents give you permission, I think it's good. And I think that answer and that being authentic, mm-hmm. that's what really caught the, the judges and were like, oh, we like this girl. See what else she has to say. And sometimes it's good to prepare, but it's good to, once you're there, let go and just be you. Pageants taught me a lot of discipline. They taught me that you really have to prepare yourself. I had a general good experience with pageants herself and respecting everyone.
0: Because that then becomes a building block for Nuestra Belleza Latina, which yeah. is a show I with. But it, it's interesting because I think of you and then I think of Melissa Barrera, who one of the ways in which she came up was through La Academia, which was this reality show in Mexico. She talked to me a lot about the fact that it really broke her. It shook her confidence being on a reality show that was also a competition. It took her a long time to rebuild from having people question whether she was good enough, she was talented enough. It seems to me, at least the way you talk about it, that for you, Nuestra Beza, was really a launching point. It actually built you up more than it made you question yourself?
1: Yeah, I think you have to listen. You have to listen to the criticism, constructive criticism. I think I was right at that point where being bullied wasn't really a bad thing, right? Now it's a bad thing. And I'm glad that people are being more vocal about it because it's very important. But yeah, I was at that point where they were little bullies and they were saying mean things, but I don't know what it is about me. Like the more bad things you say about me, it's like the stronger I get. Oh, you think that of me? Oh, I'm going to prove you wrong because it's not me. So I just feel life is how you take things. You have to take them in ways that are good for you and that benefit you. And obviously there are days where you feel bad and you want to cry. And it's okay to have those days. There's days where I just sit down and for three days straight, I'm eating freaking ice cream and watching Netflix. But then you need to know that you have to rise above that. You have to let it go and move on.
0: As I understand it, after Nuestra Vesa, you get like lots of offers for telenovelas, which is what one would expect of the runner up of this show. That would have been the easier path to take.
1: It seems, but it wasn't. No. After Nuestra Vesa Latina, obviously, all the attention goes to the, I was first runner up, but it goes to the winner. She got her own show. Everything happened for her. And I actually had to go to the competition network in order to get an opportunity because she's the winner. So we're giving her everything. As I started hosting like a video countdown show, it was called 18 and Over TRL. And it was really fun. I got to interview all these great people and got to listen to music. For that interview, I remember I went in and spoke to the, head of whatever and I was like oh $50 a a show I'm praying just if they can just pay me anything because sometimes we're we're taught that oh you have to do things for free for so long and I was like $50 a show I'm hoping and then I remember I sat at his office and they paid me $900 a show and I thought I was the richest person in the world I was like oh my god I'm making nine and it was once a week so it was $900 a week and I was like oh my god I'm making $4,000 a month I'm so rich can't believe it. And that was just the big moment for me in my career. I started getting raises here, raises other opportunities. And then somebody messed up in the contract. I never ended up signing a contract. And then they called me from Menevision, which is the telenovela world on Univision. And I got an offer and I said, I want to move on to doing acting now. And then I did that for a bit. And then a casting director from LA heard about me and they flew me to LA, I tested it for Fox for an upcoming show. And I was like, oh my God, I speak English. I can try this crossover thing. I ended up moving to LA with nothing. I'm just my dreams and my hope of getting something. And three months in, I booked one of the lead characters on Shadowhunters. And, and I feel that to me was like my biggest
0: break. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diapers and wipes purchase. Not to mention, get great parenting content with Pampers Club.
1: Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the balls filled. Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&M's? Oh, boy, I still have nightmares.
0: The cookies?
1: Yeah, you used all the M&M's candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't
0: you? (laughs) They
1: do look cute, though. Bringing cheer. M&Ms for all fun kind. Hi, Latina to Latina listeners. It's Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. And if you love Latina to Latina, then we know that you're going to love Tamarindo Podcast.
0: I have a question that I'm asking. I hope you'll take it as I'm asking it, which is from a place of love and great admiration, which is when you come up with people focused on your beauty, Mm -hmm. how do you help people understand that you are more than just a face? You have to prepare yourself.
1: You have to know what you want. Right now that I'm also producing, I'm starting to develop my own stuff. I just can't walk into the door and be like, hey, so I have an idea. No, what's my idea? What's the reason behind my idea? You just have to really be prepared. And I feel that is a stigma for a lot of Latinas. I remember being on a show and a cast member said something like, oh, you Latinas. And I'm like... What do you mean us Latinas? And it's sad also because I sometimes feel like my vocabulary is not as expanded as other people might have. I grew up in a really small town. Most people just spoke Spanish in school. We didn't have the best teachers. I mean, there were great teachers, but they weren't the best teachers at home. Just the fact that my parents are immigrants, I'm an immigrant myself. As long as you're going to school, basically like that's enough. You're good. You're going to have a good, but it's not, you need so much more. You really need to read. You really need to know about what's happening in the world. You just really have to be so knowledgeable about so many things. So to me, that's where I've had to really push and show people what's more than what they see. There is more to me and heart, heart, because that's what pushes me like where I come from, where my family is what I want to tell about my stories and what I want to show people that I am as a woman. Like, how do I want people to remember me? How do I want people to perceive me once I leave a meeting or once I meet, you know, our our crew, or cast and crew, like every person from background to catered, I would go up to them and introduce myself and make sure that they felt comfortable. Because to me, I'm setting an example to my co-stars. I'm setting an example to everyone that this is the energy that we're going to have on set.
0: You say your mom taught you that when one door closes, another opens. When has that been true for you? A lot
1: of times. In 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 this world, all the time. I've done probably this year like over two hundred auditions. Ninety nine of them were no's. Yes, I cry. I still cry. People think that it's so easy now that I just get offers. No, I don't. I do get some offers, but it's not like that. I still have to audition, and they hurt. You work so hard. I mean, you don't get paid to audition you have to set up your lights, you have to set up your background, you have to do your own little coaching, you have to read the scene, you have to practice it over and over, put yourself on tape, sometimes you even have to go buy an outfit that works just for the character, and you don't get paid for that, you're spending that out of your pocket, you sometimes, I remember you, I could barely paid my my light bill when I was in Miami, and I had to do all these things, and it is what it is, and sometimes you buy stuff, and you have to return them, and it is what it is, right, you just wear them for your little photo shoot, and then you got to return it, we all went through that, We sometimes still go through that, you You just have to
0: keep going. I wonder for you growing up in a house where your mom's Mexican, your dad's Lebanese, how both of those cultures showed up. In your upbringing?
1: A lot. My dad was a chef in the house. He would cook all the time. And then I lived on board, in a border town. So I was so close to Mexico. We never had insurance growing up. I would just cross to Mexico and go to the doctor there because it was just so much cheaper. And I feel so much more practical. I think in the U.S. you have to go through so many steps, which is fine. I get it. But in Mexico, you just go, they give you a shot, you're ready to go. In the U.S., you're just like, okay, now you have to meet with this other doctor and then this other doctor to then finally give you that you know shot that you need. It just, I don't know, it taught me a lot about how wonderful each culture is. It it taught me about how, in a way, we're all the same. It's just our traditions sometimes are different. At the end of the day, we all have feelings. We all get our heart broken. We all cry. We all enjoy. We all want that. We just do it differently.
0: I imagine your Lebanese dad being in Brownsville, being like, of course I got to cook because where am I going to get Lebanese food around here? (laughs) I can tell you, there were some Lebanese spots. We had some other Lebanese friends,
1: but he cooked. My dad's mom also showed my mom a lot. So she would
0: cook here and there. We'd love to eat. Speaking about your dad, you lost him six months before your wedding.
1: My wedding, I know, it was so hard.
0: I think of things like that, a wedding, which is such a huge celebration. And then I think of... The holidays, where there are going to be a lot of people this year who are, for the first time, gathering for the holidays without someone they love. And I wonder what you have learned about living with grief.
1: Here you go again. You just learned to live with it. It's hard, but I'm just so grateful that I really enjoyed my time with my dad. There's not a moment that I regret. He was an incredible father. He was an incredible husband. And that's what I take with me. You just learn to live with it. And for those that still have their parents, I would just say to enjoy them. My mom is lucky to have her mom. My grandpa passed away too recently. But just enjoy your family. Like sometimes they get on our nerves. We don't want to hear from them. We hate them. (laughs) But just really like enjoy them, spend time with them. Um, Carve out a day, a special day when you're just not on your freaking phone. I feel we forget how present we have to be in life. We have to be present and phone distracts us so many times. So mom and my grandma are here with me in LA and I took my grandma to see the sunset and we held hands. So you just, those are the moments that you cherish forever.
0: (laughs) No, Ilana Pena. I think of Ilana Pena who lost her dad when she was little and how you get something like a show and she goes and she calls her mom, but there's always the presence of this absence. And so I I think of you exploding in this moment and just, I imagine he would have been over the moon for you.
1: I think so. I think he was proud of me. I'm sure he still is. I remember he just wanted me to be a, he wanted like just, just be a manager at a bank. That to him was a good enough job to be a manager. <laughs> and then when I'm here telling him I'm going to be like an actress and I'm going to model, I'm going to do pageants, he's like, what's happening? What are you doing? But no, he's definitely always supported me. I remember when I told him I was moving to Miami, he said, no, I'll open a little beauty salon here for you because I wanted to do that for a little bit do hair and makeup because I've always just been natural at doing all that stuff. I would line my lips in red and they would just be <laughs> perfect. And no, he was very understanding, but I'm glad we would really got to enjoy so much together. When I was shooting in Toronto, he came to visit. We went out. I took him to Niagara Falls. We went to Orlando. So he wanted to see the NASA station. We went there. In LA, he got to enjoy like, I've rented like these beautiful homes with my husband and just have some time off because we're just on at work all day. And he got to enjoy that and be there and just relax. And he enjoyed food. He really did have this great life. So there's really nothing that that really hurts me or stings me because he left. So that's why I think that everyone has to just
0: really appreciate the moments of when you're alive. I love that he wanted you to be a bank manager. Because so I'm, – I'm sorry to push in this, but, but the thing that I think is interesting is yeah. I've seen you in so many interviews talk about how important it is to you to stay down to earth, to stay connected to your roots, yeah. to not become a starlet, to not lose yeah. touch with the things and the place that makes you. Yeah. That to me is a very telling anecdote. Yeah. Is that was his big laudable dream? Yeah. But that was the context that he was in. Yes, yes. I've talked to so many public people on this podcast I myself am I'm somewhat of a public person. I don't know that I've ever spoken with someone who is one half of a public couple uh-huh. the way that you are. For anyone who doesn't know, Emerald's married to Prince Royce. There are now listeners screaming in their cars. <laughs> we live in a time when just by economic necessity, both partners have to work and life is barely built for two people to work, especially as you build a family, I would argue it is certainly not built for two people to have careers. Mm -hmm. It's like the demands of your career alone, the demands of his career alone is enough to build an entire team around. How do you two do it? I don't know how we do it. It's just like destiny
1: sometimes brings us together. I know that I could easily stop working and I know that I could just be his wife and he's never asked me to do that. He's always supported me. And I think that's really important. You need to support your couple and what they love. You have to be there. And, of course, we don't have the perfect marriage. We, we fight. We, we scream at each other. I mean, it's normal. But I think – Also, among- you, while well, you've not been married a long time, you've been together yeah. a long time. We've been together for 10 years. Yeah, three years, December 1st. We got married December 1st, so – we just had our little three-year anniversary. But yes, you know, it's it's not easy, but I think that sometimes we forget to tell people how we feel. And we need to respect how that other person feels. Just because we don't feel that way doesn't mean they don't feel that way. So we need to understand if he says, hey, I feel like you're doing this. I, I Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's get to the bottom of like where is it coming from and what is it that I'm doing that's making you feel that way so then we can work on it together. I think we also need to know that I don't think you should stop being – Boyfriend and girlfriend. I think it's important to always maintain that. I think little details here and there, flowers just because, handwritten letters, I-, I love you text, good morning texts. And then sometimes being apart for a bit and then reuniting is also special, right? It sparks up certain things that. Maybe if we were together for a long time. So I also get to work at like different cities, different countries he does as well. So it's nice sometimes just to meet there and enjoy the city. I remember when we first started dating, he was very adamant of not going out much and staying private, and he really respects his fans, and I do too. But then it came to a point where we're like, you know what? No, we have to enjoy life. We have to enjoy these beautiful things. We're so lucky to travel so much. So let's meet the people let's eat the food let's eat at the restaurant on the street let's go eat at the taco truck let's go eat at all these different places so we just started building
0: what works best for us that Was advice i could have used earlier on in my marriage thank you for that <laughs> emerald um emerald what did i miss we talked a lot girl you got it like on lock great interview you're so delightful thank you so much for this this was wonderful
1: absolutely thank you
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening. Latina to Latina is executive produced and owned by Juleka Lantigua and me, Alicia Menendez. Sarah McClure is our senior producer. Our lead producer is Cedric Wilson. Kojin Tashiro is our associate sound designer. Steven Colon makes this episode. Jimmy Gutierrez is our managing editor. Manuela Bedoya is our social media editor and ad ops lead. We love hearing from you. Email us at hola at Slide into our DMs on Instagram or tweet us at latinatolatina. Latina. Remember to subscribe or follow us on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, wherever you're listening right now. And remember, every time you share the podcast or you leave a review, you help us to grow as a community.